Many organizations struggle when it comes to communicating and realizing their business strategies. Many workers don't even understand the strategies in their own company. Welcome to the North Star with William Ulrich. Find out where your organization stands, what you might be doing right, and where you can improve. Now, here's your host, William Ulrich. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, William Ulrich. You're listening to the North Star. Feel free to contact me by email, LinkedIn, or at my website, technicalstrategygroup.com. Today, we'll be discussing enterprise design, the missing link in strategy execution with my guest, Milan Gunter of Intersection Group. You can find links to material referenced in our discussion today on the North Star radio show page of my website, tacticalstrategygroup.com, uh, which includes some uh, books that uh, Milan worked on. Uh, Milan Gunter is president of Intersection Group, a not-for-profit association dedicated to helping people create better enterprises through enterprise design. Milan has applied the intersection approach at SAP, Toyota, Boeing, Deutsche Telekom, the United Nations, among others. He's author of Intersection, How Enterprise Design Bridges the Gap Between Business, Technology, and People, and co-author of Enterprise Design Patterns. Milan co-founded the European Consultancy Network, Enterprise Design Associates, and was an early mentor to startups such as Backmarket and Raisin. He co-facilitates the annual Intersection Conference on Enterprise Design and teaches master courses at multiple universities. Uh, Milan may be reached at hello at intersection.group, all like it just sounds, and on LinkedIn. So welcome to the show, Milan. Uh, is there any background uh, that you uh, want to add that I might have missed? Hey, Bill, thank you. Um, well, maybe just, uh, you know, because we will talk about design, I just want to add that uh, I, I have a background in design and uh, what that entails is actually uh, I spent some years at um, at an art school. Oh, okay. That 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 is useful because uh, <laughs> as we talk about what what makes a good designer, that that that's good backdrop for the conversation. Right. Uh, could you give us a little background on intersection group? Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, you know, we started this whole journey of what is called intersection, um, I think like about 10 years ago or nine maybe, uh, with publishing the book Intersection that you mentioned, right? So uh, with this idea to, to bridge uh, the different approaches, different disciplines uh, and perspectives that are important to, to design better enterprises and started a conference series on that and uh, like, you know, switching between different European capitals every year, uh, mostly because we like them and like our meet, to meet our friends there and build a community around this and so on. Um, and then uh, I think about two years ago by now, I uh, met my, the other president of our group, which is Wolfgang Goebel. He's an Austrian enterprise architect. Um, and we thought, uh, well, Basically, we are on the same quest. He was uh, at the time talking about architectural thinking. So bringing, just like design thinking brings design approaches to, to have, like the way you think. Uh, we, he wanted to bring architectural thinking to many people's heads or into many people's heads. So we joined forces and created, or basically renamed the, uh, the, the foundation that he created into the intersection group. Uh, so it's based in Vienna. Uh, we now have uh, about 80 members. We have a lot of partners. We have about we have a Slack channel with about 800 people, and yeah, it's growing. So people are getting interested in this idea. You help organizations out with enterprise design, then? Uh, well, the association I think is mostly about um, 
well, making making tools and publications and bringing the community together uh, and hosting events. Um, and then around those, we have, uh, I, I would say, now, by now a thriving ecosystem of people who do help out each other or organizations um, when doing enterprise design, yes. But it's actually because we are not for profit, like we don't actually offer consultancy or these kind of things ourselves, but we, we do training and these kind of things. Okay. All right. Good, good. And, uh, and content, I assume, is available from Intersection? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Great, yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to go through some basics for the listeners. Uh, so first, um, uh, I want to get your, uh, your definition or perspective on enterprise design. Right. Um, I'm, I'm going to, to steal a cheap trick here <laughs> from one of our keynoters, uh, Lou Down, who is uh, one, like she's, she's a, uh, sorry, they are a, um, uh, one of the pioneers in, in service design um, and uh, work for the UK government uh, a lot. Like maybe you've heard of the government digital service. So we were big fans and invited them to talk uh, in our Copenhagen um, conference. Um, and they said, um, well, service design is the design of services. Mm -hmm. So I will just, you know, do the same and say enterprise design is the design of enterprises. And I think it's quite important because uh, some people say, well, maybe it's the design of software for professional users, uh, you know, who work mm -hmm. in enterprises. Or maybe it's uh, a new term for enterprise architecture. Or maybe, you know, it's... Uh, um, drawing maps and models and diagrams or uh, having a lot of meetings or, mm. you know, and, and I kind of want to get down to why we would do it. Like we think that enterprises are often not as well designed as they could be uh, that, that renders in something that we call enterprise awkwardness. And you might have witnessed that if you are a customer, an employee, and you just think of that behavior that the enterprise exhibits, uh, like, I don't know, making you wait a long time, forgetting who you are, talking to you with different uh, personalities, uh, making you go through some loops of bureaucracy, um, so sometimes down to outright scandals, you know, that are like, you know, when enterprises basically misbehave. And we think that many of these are actually symptoms of bad enterprise design, and we can design them better. Um, in in a way that they you know they they um, they promise things to people and then they they deliver good experiences and they perform and actually you know make up for the promises. Okay, there's another term out there which I want to understand or differentiate uh, called business design. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, so business design, I think I know from two uh, communities that we are in touch with. One is the uh, the, the designers, basically. Mm -hmm. So service designers, experience designers, product designers. Um, and uh, I think their business design means um, adopting, like as a designer, going go into business, maybe get an MBA uh, and use your design approach to solving business problems. Like uh, what product or offering should we build? What's our business model? What's our strategy? Um, and equally maybe business people adopting design thinking and design practice uh, and what comes out there is business design um, so you could say the design of businesses and then of course that definition of course uh, like also holds for the other community which is the business architects or enterprise architects who mostly come more i think from an engineering perspective on on the world um, and you could say that in, the, in that case it's maybe the way the business is structured uh, to perform, maybe it's the operating model. Um, but in the end, um, you know, I, 
I would say in in practice, you you see these terms as uh, quite different only because of their history and the community in which they were born, sometimes different communities in parallel. Um, but in theory, like if you just take the definition, they should be synonyms because most enterprises are businesses and yeah. you can design them. Yeah. And, and there, there's a, a so I'm, I'm sorry I'm going through all these words, but there's an organization design concept as well, which is how the organization sort of put together. But that to me, that just sounds like enterprise design would include that. Is that fair? Um, I, yeah, well, it's a nuance there. I, I would say, um, so I think when we say enterprise design, we want to make the enterprise um, deliver and perform and, and you know, like well-designed as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the that's kind of the term enterprise, what the term enterprise, you know, the entrepreneurial project. Um, now, uh, enterprises are, um, are organizations often. Sometimes it's one organization, sometimes it's multiple legal entities. If you think of some of the more recent uh, enterprises we have in our lives, like um, uh, thinking of uh, um, ride-sharing apps, for example, mm-hmm. the, the performance is actually not delivered by anyone employed by the organization, and unless there have been, uh, I don't know, some political movements to ensure that, uh, or, or um, you know, um, home-sharing. So right. you, you basically, you will get, you will stay in someone else's home. The home is not owned by that, that enterprise that makes it happen, right? But still, so, so I would say, so organization design usually, I think for me, has this implication that um, we are working on the way the people employed by the enterprise work together. Maybe also uh, the, the partners, uh, suppliers, and so on, how they work together to deliver. But it's, there's a strong focus on people, responsibilities, roles, uh, often work with HR, work with senior management, um, chunking groups and teams into, you know, groups. And so I would say it is a very important aspect. We actually have that in our model, but it is not like also because of history, like in theory, it's synonymous. In practice, it isn't just because okay. it comes out of a like organization design and development community. Right. And you did mention service design and, and product design. So those are just, there are additional elements of this whole big picture? Yes. So in the end, uh, enterprises will deliver products and services to people uh, and, and need to be successful on markets, right? In order mm-hmm. to uh, survive and, but also uh, fulfill their mission, the purpose. Um, and you have the commercial markets where they're active selling products and services, but then of course they are also making offerings on other markets, right? So they need, they need to make an offering to investors, uh, to right. raise funds. They need to make an offering to the job market to get uh, talented people. So in that, and, and to their employees, right? Uh, the workplace basically. So I think, uh, product and service designers know that, um, they sometimes work for, um, yeah, internal products and services. And this is where it gets really interesting uh, because, um, you, yeah, you could say the, the products and services are the result of what the enterprise is doing and they are the offerings it puts out to the different markets. Um, and, and so I would say all of this, like the idea of enterprise design is that we look at the way these things are dependent on each other, the way they interact, the dynamics and we look whether or not they are actually coherent, like going in, like moving, pushing the enterprise into the wrong, uh, sorry, into the, the same direction, might be the wrong or the right one, depending on the design. 
um, and figuring out which of these perspectives might help us the, the most um, solving the right problems, like identifying the right problems, solving the right problems. Are there, are there any, any pieces that I, I might have missed that are under that umbrella of enterprise design that you want to mention? Um, maybe uh, what I want to mention is brand. Okay. Uh, right, the, the perception of the enterprise uh, like from, from people. And it, it, of course, has to do with um, how well you deliver on products and services or also how maybe you, you, you show up in mainstream media or in, in social media, uh, maybe, you know, not necessarily in the interaction with your direct clients. You know, if you think of the reputation of some enterprises um, that is contingent on what some other people think about the enterprise. Like I read this very uh, good definition of brand is um, like when you go into a pub and people talk about your enterprise, mm-hmm. um, well, actually you don't go into the pub. You, you are just listening to what they say when you're not there. That's your brand. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, that, that makes sense. Uh, that's important. A number of years ago, Roger Martin wrote a book called Design Thinking at Dates back a ways. Uh, has there been a, an evolution of the concepts uh, of design since he wrote that book? I think so. I think the idea of design thinking uh, coming from, from IDEO and, you know, mm-hmm. um, Roger and so on is, uh, as I mentioned very early in, in the show, um, it's, it's taking this uh, design approach and applying it to stuff that usually d- did not, um, you know, where people would, wouldn't usually. <laughs> like, for example, creating a business uh, or solving business problems uh, or creating an organization. And I think uh, that kind of liberated, in a way, uh, designers from making furniture and logos and apps or user interfaces to making these kind of things. Um, what has changed, I think, uh, since the introduction of that term is that some people figured out that it's actually not uh, very, it's not easy to do so. Mm-hmm. Because some of these things are very abstract. The material is not the same, you know, whether you're designing um, a house or whether you're designing an enterprise, even though you might both call, both might be called architecture. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and, and then I think there was also an overemphasis uh, because of, you know, the, the success of the concept of um, the design process, like the steps and the phases. Um, and even the design, thinkers, the design thinking practitioners recently have noticed that maybe it's actually not the steps that are important, the process, but rather um, what you apply it to, what you know about it, what kind of mindset you, uh, you use when you make design decisions. And um, so, so I think it, it opened up again, and it, maybe there's also more of the original design practice coming back in mm, um, okay. into the design thinking community. So it, it's more of a way of thinking than necessarily just a formula you'd apply. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. And on the other hand, I think the success of the concept comes from putting it into a formula that can be easily applied. Okay. So that's <laughs> probably challenging with your, your group you work with. Um, so if you walked into, I don't know, a typical, maybe a large financial organization or institution or, or many other institutions, uh, it, are the business executives uh, or people there, the professionals familiar with this concept of design or is this new to them? Um, 
it's it's new i would say in a way that um yeah unless you talk to a very design aware organization like unless you have as a designer the luck to uh, work for apple or you know mm -hmm. the usual right. suspects um it's uh it's not necessarily um already an established concept that you can design the enterprise mm -hmm. um and uh, usually what needs to happen then is that in the conversation we have to um, take the executives from where they are with their understanding of challenges, uh, problems, but also potential solutions and look at, okay, do they see this problem maybe mainly as, for example, a branding problem or a product and service quality problem or a organization uh, organizational effectiveness problem um, or an IT, you know, technical problem. And then at some point in the conversation to ask the question, like, is this actually the most useful perspective? Or would there another perspective um, help, uh, you know, reframe the problem, look at it from another angle and um, open new avenues to think about already like the challenges that we are discussing, but maybe also the potential futures. Um, that we might want to discuss. And I think this is where, like, as soon as you make this step, you, you can call it design because design is about, you know, designing something like some futures that we all find worth living mm. in. Okay. Uh, we'll pick up on that after our, our first break. You're listening to The North Star. I'm William Ulrich. We're discussing enterprise design, the missing link in strategy execution with my guest, Milan Gunter. Uh, Milan may be reached at hello at intersection.group. Uh, or on LinkedIn, and we'll be right back after a short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you having trouble articulating your strategic objectives? Not sure if your program investments are aligned to your strategic vision? Wondering why your six, seven, and eight-figure program investments seem to evaporate into thin air, even as your business teams are left to add more people, take on more risk, and take heat from unhappy customers? Tactical Strategy Group's William Ulrich can help ensure that your strategic objectives translate into sustainable, successful investments. For more information, visit our website at tacticalstrategygroup.com. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. Your organization is spending seven, eight, or even nine figures annually on transformation programs. And you're questioning the bottom line business value. You were told not to worry. We've engaged the best system integrators and they said all is well. Has your IT organization become a black box where money goes in, but nothing comes out? Tactical Strategy Group's William Ulrich has seen every side of this story, from upfront happy talk to painful post-mortems. Find out what's really going on. Visit tacticalstrategygroup.com and ask about TSG's Transformation Oversight Service. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The North Star. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to wmmulrich at tsgconsultinginc.com. 
That's WMMUlrich at TSGConsultingInc.com. Now, back to the North Star. Here again is William Ulrich. Welcome back to the North Star. We're discussing enterprise design, the missing link in strategy execution with my guest, Milan Gunter. Uh, so we were just uh, leaving off before break about, you know, would, would somebody, a business executive or somebody recognize the design concept? And I think you were starting to get into some of the areas uh, where d- enterprise design helps. So I want to pick up on that. Uh, so what are some of the challenges that enterprise design uh, can, can help address? Yeah, um, it's, you know, it's, I, I think because of the, 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 um, so I mean, of course the answer like in many design disciplines, right? Is like, you can apply it to many things, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah, uh, because ultimately it just means um, going through um, an iterative and uh, open and inspired approach of mm-hmm. figuring out the future of the enterprise, right? And so, mm-hmm. but usually that's not what people ask for. <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> right. So, what do people ask for? So, usually, um, maybe they want to introduce a new product or service. Right. Let's start there, which is a kind of a natural um, entry point for designers. Um, and then, uh, so I don't know, some product or service designer gets a brief like, "We want to introduce this new uh, product or service," and then they find, "Oh, um, but in order to do so, we might have to um, change the way." Uh, we deliver certain things. Mm. So they would make, for example, like a very classic delivery would be a service blueprint, for example, um, or if it's more of a digital product, you might, you might make a, a requirements document or a product backlog here, depending on how you work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we find, um, so maybe we have to talk to, to IT uh, or we have to talk to HR because uh, there are people involved in delivering the service. And, um, and then uh, we do that after designing the service uh, which is what kind of design thinking suggests, right? You design it, you right. test it with customers, and then uh, you, when you when you want to implement it, when you want to execute that strategy, you talk to the people involved with the implementation. What we found, and this is the main reason for enterprise design's existence, uh, is that at that point, usually or very often, that thing that you designed will not work, will not mm. fly, because you can't do it. You don't have the capabilities or the vendor that you are uh, depending on. Uh, uh, can't, or you didn't look at the compliance, um, or you didn't look at the process change, or you didn't uh, ask, uh, you know, the the like the, the whole question of um, not only technical feasibility, but can the enterprise change in order to deliver that design and deliver on those experiences that you design? Um, maybe you, you didn't actually, you know, explore that because design thinking basically suggests that you shouldn't, <laughs> right? You, right, right. Um, and this is where we say, actually, that's not the right way. You should. You should look at the enterprise as a playing field for a potential future as much as you do uh, for the market or the customer experience that you want to, um, you know, thrive in, uh, I would say. Okay, so it's, it's really stepping back and looking at, at the whole, yes. uh, because some people just think, okay, I'm just going to put this new product out or new service out and, and, and everybody will be happy, but they haven't really looked at it uh, from, from a big design picture standpoint. Is that, is that fair? 
Right. Yes. And so, so what we would but like with our model, the the most important part is uh, the facet, the fa the enterprise design facet. So it's basically a navigation aid of things you might want to look at uh, when you plan some significant change to anything the enterprise is uh, doing or wants to do or wants to deliver or wants to make happen. Um, and if it's not, you know, if it's just a like you, you want to introduce a new version of an existing product or you want to um, reorganize a little part of the organization or you want to replace one uh, insignificant IT system with something else um, or some, you know, re redesign some process, it's not the right approach. Then you, you, there are other approaches like we, that we mentioned before, right? Maybe it's product service design or process design or organization design. But if it is a significant shift that you're looking for, and there we are talking about strategic usually, then, uh, then it might uh, be worth it to step back and look at, okay, what if we do or if we did this, um, what does it mean for our brand, for example? Mm -hmm. Should we do this? Should it, should it should it be us really uh, you know will this and and so it's a little bit and going against uh, i would say opportunist tendencies but it can pay off big time yeah I, it seems like people should be doing more of this than they do today is that a fair statement more of this uh, looking at it from your perspective well, basically, uh, like I mentioned before, you know, whenever an enterprise is really awkward to you, like when they offer you a product they shouldn't, or when they uh, fail to deliver on something they promise, or when uh, they, yeah, they, the, because of some performance issues or some technical issues, or also maybe um, in the supply chain, uh, like partnership with other enterprises that they uh, depend on, like whenever you experience this kind of, failure they let you down or they they are um, really weird to you like when you think of if this enterprise was a person would that be really awkward and the answer yeah. is yes then it might have been good to look at it and uh, look at those facets that probably they um, didn't look at because mm -hmm. they considered it either um, you know uh, uh, Len Feskens once said uh, like it's a, maybe it's an error or a mistake um, by uh, by commission, so they said, "Oh no, this is out of scope." Someone mm -hmm. said, "This is out of scope," or it's by omission, like they didn't even have it on the radar. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I don't start me on, on scope scope determination. It's <laughs> it's a big mistake that people make a lot. Um, so I I see that you would uh, from from basically looking at sort of the overall approach that you're you're you would be working with. Uh, or complementing in some way strategic planning teams uh, because there's there's a lot of common goals maybe right right yes um, so I would say uh, by its very nature if you design if you apply design to the enterprise as a whole you have to do it in a strategic way mm -hmm. um, which uh, means two things um, you cannot just um, you know take the predetermined scope uh, mm -hmm. as you just mentioned and accept it and be like, okay, I will just implement this product and uh, or I will just um, change this organization or this process and assume that everything will go uh, right. So, and this is the design or design thinking approach, right? You, you make a, a hypothesis uh, and then you prototype certain things or you model them and then you test, you validate whether this is actually going to fly, whether you find indicators, uh, 
signals that this is the right direction. And you, you do that before you kind of uh, invest too much in implementation, rollout, scaling, uh, and so on. That's one dimension, um, which, you know, in some very traditional architecture or uh, development uh, paradigms is just not foreseen, right? They they want to build the enterprise the same way you build uh, a, a big uh, ocean tanker, right? Where, where you actually can plan what you want to do over several months. But uh, yeah, in this case, it's not so easy. And then um, uh, the other uh, important thing is that we need to be open actually to reverse the traditional um, I would say order of things between strategy and design, which is someone makes a strategy and then the architects, the designers, the consultants, the implementers, the builders get briefed and they need to execute. Um, one of the most important roles of design is to inspire those people that come up with the strategy. So when, when people try uh, ask me to um, try and come up with uh, a definition for strategic design, um, I usually say uh, it's to generate options. So you generate multiple options, not one. Um, and you look at things outside your traditional viewpoint. Um, and you know this is very much related to the way you would, um, what you would do in when you when you go to design school or to art school. You try to come up with not so obvious um, ideas where you might want to go, and um, inspire this conversation, spark these. Uh, exchanges with the people that are uh, really familiar with the business and the market, maybe also people who are not. Uh, and, you know, um, yeah, generate more options than where they than previously were uh, hanging in the room for potential avenues to, to go. So is it fair to say that the, the, the enterprise designer then should have a seat at the, at the strategic planning table? Is that, is that hmm. the ideal or? Um, I, well, I, I will answer yes and no. Uh, I know I'm quite ambiguous today, but <laughs> so I would say the practice of enterprise design should have a seat at the table. Okay. I don't think that there needs to be someone called an enterprise designer uh, at the table, or I'm actually not sure if in, in, in many uh, situations, if you need that role. Okay. Uh, we know some that some situations where this is very helpful to have that role, to have someone really dedicated to look at the whole enterprise and look at it with a design uh, lens. And for example, to bridge the viewpoints between architecture teams, design teams, um, analysis teams, you know, all these people trying to figure out what's the best way to go and how can we get there. Right. Um, but I would say that, you know, like the book, uh, the other book that you mentioned, the Enterprise Design Patterns book basically yeah. has the goal that everyone, anyone can take this and implement these, uh, these practices that we describe and do enterprise design, okay. regardless um, what their role title is. And very often, uh, so my, my colleague Wolfgang says that it's, it's actually more like a uh, mentoring, coaching, facilitation role not so much a traditional design role because we are working with a very dynamic material, which is an enterprise, you know, it, it uh, consists of many moving parts and people. And so we cannot actually treat it the same way as we would, uh, uh, I don't know, um, metal. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, is there one industry over another where you've seen either enterprise design uh, picked up and used more or um, that, that's, that's more adaptive to it? I, I'm, Curious about that. Um, I would say traditionally, it's uh, 
the, the industries that are very um, that, that are prone to listen to to this message are the ones where the the business of the enterprise <laughs> basically has a certain amount uh, of complexity, uh, which can be uh, ecosystem complexity. So we we work a lot with the public sector. Uh, or with uh, networked and platform organizations where, you know, as mentioned before, like the, 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 maybe the delivery of the products and service and, and value and experiences is actually not up to the organization, like the legal entity itself, but mm -hmm. maybe it's partners or, or other, you know, members of the, of the network, of the, of the platform. Um, then, yeah, in public sector, the complexity comes from uh, many actors, you know, you, you, who is the customer of a, of a, of a city administration? Mm -hmm. uh, is it the citizen? Is it the companies? Is it, you know, the other actors, uh, other governments? Uh, other, and yeah, quite difficult. So you can't easily apply the um, commercial business model to this. And this is where it comes from. Or it's a operational complexity. So banks, uh, insurance uh, technology companies um, that just have to deal with uh, um, yeah, making something complicated work mm -hmm. and happen. And so they need to um, counterbalance this, uh, you know, um, focus on technology and what's feasible with um, yeah, the questions that usually are a little bit more difficult for them. Like, um, how do we how do we organize our people? How do we work together? How do how, what, what does this mean for our brand, mm -hmm. um, for our identity? Um, how do we want to appear in people's experiences, and so on? So it can be generally applied across really any industries. Yeah, it's not industry specific, but yeah, yeah as I said, like if if you have a like sometimes we we actually use two examples in our trainings. One is a railway company, uh, which is one of these you know highly technical, highly uh, complex entities often with a public service past and then uh, you know and, and in a highly dynamic market with a lot of uh, disruption through mm -hmm. the pandemic and uh, um, climate change and everything and the other example is uh, an education provider that uh, used to do traditional classroom trainings and now wants to go digital which is a little bit oversimplified you know you can I think you can do this without going into the full depth of the kind of tools and models that we use, but it is quite um, quite good as an example, you know, because the complex we don't we 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 can just uh, say that the our our case enterprise is actually quite simple, so we can explore uh, quite complex uh, dynamics without getting lost in you know this kind of double complexity. But I would not apply it to you know pizza shop. Um, yeah, but but okay. one yeah, one surprising example maybe just I mentioned that uh, startups can use it uh, mm, okay. because every startup when they are successful will become an enterprise. You know, they will yeah. they will actually get into these growing pains and they will have to look at these right. things. So if I'm uh, if I'm coming into an organization and, and introducing enterprise design, let's say there's an advocate for it. Um, who, who would I want to meet with? What's, what's, who's that target audience? Is, is it the executives or are there other individuals? Who would I work with? Yeah, I, I would say you, you go at it from the, you know, the, I would say that as a general rule, the more problems the enterprise has, the easier it is. <laughs> okay, right, sure. and, and so uh, 
when when they have market and uh, sales and and you know customer experience problems, that's a good angle. And then you would talk to talk to the CMO, chief customer experience officer, experience officer, what they are called these days. Um, if it is uh, more performance and delivery problems, um, you would probably talk to CIOs, COO, or their teams. But maybe you also find that actually the customer experience problems are due to the uh, you know operational problems and delivering so and then right. you might have to first talk to the to, to the one that calls you and then when, once you find that you have to actually make them uh, team up with the other uh, role and this is where you we have one pattern which we call deal with corporate politics you will run into this at some point uh, always <laughs> can, can you influence things that are happening at the board level boardroom level um yeah so the I would say you you can um, if you um, so you know we make lots of models and maps um, and usually most of them uh, we throw away. Ah. Why? Uh, because they did not spark the right conversations. Okay. Uh, and so this is also one one idea of the design uh, nature of this work. You know, you might wanna. Um, um, like maybe you have a method methodology that says make a process map or make a capability map or make a service blueprint, but then you try it and you don't have the right conversation with this, and then you shift to another one. Mm -hmm. um, and if you find the right uh, support, the right message, the right room to present this in, and you have you spark the right conversations, then yes, then they will listen. And okay. uh, if you know, it's a it's a little bit of a trial and error in most situations because it's a it's a dynamic and complex system. Okay. When we come back from break, we'll talk more about the um, the product designer because I want to get into a little bit of that and and one of the attributes of of that particular individual. Uh, you're listening to the North Star. I'm William Ulrich. We're discussing enterprise design, the missing link in strategy execution with my guest Milan Gunter. We'll be right back after a short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Your organization is spending seven, eight, or even nine figures annually on transformation programs, and you're questioning the bottom line business value. You were told not to worry. We've engaged the best system integrators, and they said all is well. Has your IT organization become a black box where money goes in, but nothing comes out? Tactical Strategy Group's William Ulrich has seen every side of this story, from upfront happy talk to painful post-mortems. Find out what's really going on. Visit tacticalstrategygroup.com and ask about TSG's Transformation Oversight Service. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Looking to enhance your business architecture skills? Become a certified business architect or align your team to a common approach. Check out Business Architecture Associates. Industry pioneers and co-founders Wendy Keen and William Ulrich have trained thousands of business professionals, turning beginners into practitioners and practitioners into experts. BAA offers in-house and public business architecture training for individuals and organizations. 
with more than 20 courses to choose from, including the Business Architecture Boot Camp, popular mini-course series, and custom workshops. BAA can create a learning path for you and your organization. Why learn from the rest when you can learn from the best? Check out BAA's course offerings at businessarchitectureassociates.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to the North Star. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to wmmulrich at tsgconsultinginc.com. That's wmmulrich at tsgconsultinginc.com. Now, back to the North Star. Here again is William Ulrich. Welcome back to the North Star. I'm William Ulrich. We are discussing enterprise design, the missing link in strategy execution with my guest, Milan Gunter. Uh, so before break, we kind of let off with, uh, we, we talked about, you know, w- where do you bring in design and that type of thing. I want to talk about the enterprise designer and, um, you know, how do we... Can somebody become one? How do we spot them? Uh, what are some of the attributes? So, um, you know, can, you know, what qualifies somebody to be an enterprise designer? I guess is the first question. Yeah. Um, so I, like I said before, I think um, you don't need to call yourself an enterprise designer to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a practice. So you can do it and be called something else. And that said, uh, so we see more and more people on LinkedIn and, and elsewhere who actually use the term. Mm-hmm. Um, and the so the the main, at least in our community in the intersection group, uh, we have two main sources, I would say, of aspiring and practicing enterprise designers, which is um, the uh, yeah, I would say the I I will just you know and bear with me on that uh, the, like the big um community of uh, architects in the sense of business and enterprise architects mm-hmm. um and the big community of designers uh, in the sense of experience designers service designers um sometimes product designers um and they come from quite different angles at it and uh, usually the first step would be to learn some of the things that are missing and unlearn some of the things that that maybe, you know, are not helpful uh, if you want to do, um, if you want to practice enterprise design. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, so starting maybe with the, with the designers, because it's more more obvious. Uh, So if you're a product designer, experience designer, maybe you have worked on digital products and services Mm -hmm. um, and you, you 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 think you know you have some sort of um, uh, there are two things you think you you have some sort of control over the result of your work so whether you in the end you look at the product or service and you find it um, uh, good yeah. <laughs> you know because as a, as designers we want to do things that that we we deem good mm-hmm. um, it's a very personal. Uh, judgment of of your work right after you you're done after you have like and most of the engagements are maybe a few months long are you happy with that uh, or not um and in and and usually in order to um to get there and to make it also successful uh you have to l- let go of your own uh 
vision sometimes and practice what is called user or human centric design so you you instead of you know you being the main judge whether it is good you will ask your users or customers whether it's you know and that's that was a big shift in design uh, about a few decades ago you know from the design centered design to the human centered design now with enterprise design uh your design will be co-created by so many people you know, uh, it, there will be the executives, the builders, the uh, the other consultants, the many departments, and so on. And uh, so, your job actually shifts from um, talking to one user or customer to talking to a quite sometimes quite uh, difficult mess of people with relationships between them and navigating that uh, and acknowledging the, that the the old or the 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 usual we focus on the user or the customer and everything else will follow actually doesn't work here. Okay. Like we have, to, you know, so that's one thing to unlearn and learn. And then the other thing is um, the outcome will be quite intangible usually. So it's an enterprise doing something significantly different than before. Okay. Uh, and uh, only, you know, when you see the results of that, you can actually make this judgment. Did I actually have any impact? Um, mm. And, you know, I think enterprise design is born out of, my own and many designers frustration that too often we didn't we made some great stuff and then it got stored on sharepoint or put into a drawer or forgotten altogether or you know some stakeholder shows up and is not happy with it or it wasn't feasible or mm. um the prototype uh, in the end uh, failed you know and, and so on so that's that's kind of yeah from the designer side should an organization have a enterprise design, uh, well, first of all, roles, two-part question, and then mm -hmm. should they have an enterprise design team or teams? Um, yeah, uh, I, I think um, if, if, um, the, if the organization is in a... Um, in a phase where they are significantly challenged mm -hmm. um, and they kind of feel that there, there is a lot of change that needs to be done, um, then it's probably worthwhile formalizing this practice as in, in the organization and in the capabilities. So actually developing an enterprise design capability in the organization. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and this is maybe uh, where it comes to the other source, which is the enterprise and business architects. So what we find there is usually they have a much longer uh, time frame that they work on compared to designers, like years instead of months. And very often the challenge seems to be rather, um, if I'm a little bit mean, uh, maintaining the mess, you know, and making sure that the lights are still on and that, you know, the, the, the things that don't break apart while everyone in the organization goes around trying to change things. <laughs> I, I hope the business architects I work with don't do that, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I will not speak for the enterprise architects because they have a, you know, a, a broader, different set of things and they do need to keep the lights on. But um, yes. Uh, so uh, if, if I did want to, let, let's say I'm one of those organizations you described. So would I have a, a centralized uh, function around uh, design or would you envision, let's say I'm multi-divisional, uh, like some organizations you described, or would I have a, uh, teams out there in, in those areas? 
I've seen both, actually. Uh, I can't give you a definite answer because it's kind of an organization design challenge that I think uh, there, there's no... I, I'm not familiar with one answer that says, uh, okay. well, federated is better than central or okay. the other way around. Uh, what I can say is that if the practice, um, and you know, this is maybe where, where the, the architecture viewpoint comes in, like if the practice of looking at um, uh, many things rather than one thing, uh, not saying that somebody else's problem, um, building coalitions, uh, making shared uh, maps and models and representations and having conversations, if this practice becomes commonplace, uh, you don't need a lot of formalism usually, okay. but it can help with the political game, of course, right? Because if there's an official uh, uh, function that is endorsed by by some one or multiple board members, then of course you you can go with a different leeway uh, into conversations. Like uh, in in the UK government, when they introduced service design as a big um, paradigm, basically uh, they had a mandate from the Queen. Mm to go into all ministries and say, why don't we design everything around the needs of our service users rather than the needs of the government? Uh, and this is very powerful and it can definitely help. <laughs> wow, good for her. Um, so, uh, um, <laughs> but people also bring in outside designers, right? Uh, enterprise right. designers, that, that's, that's commonplace. Would a, um, if, uh, should a, should a human resource department have actually a, 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 a job title uh, of either enterprise designer or just designer, period? Does that make sense? Well, um, you know, I think design now in, in uh, as, a, as a general term is actually quite um, well-known, old, uh, yeah. grown and established, right? Okay. So if, if your enterprise has any kind of design challenge, I think having designers makes sense. Um, because of the nature of enterprise design, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm like it's something we actually actively discuss in the in the group. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some people who are really advocates of uh, calling it rather uh, like a coach. So we coach everyone else to practice enterprise design, um, and uh, but the design itself will actually be. Um, produced and co-designed by everyone else in the organization, not by someone called enterprise designer, right? Okay. Uh, in, in that sense, it's quite close maybe to, to the way um, uh, business architects think about their role. Um, you know, because does the business architect actually architect the business? Does the enterprise designer design the enterprise? Um, I would say, well, actually, you know, it's co-created by many, many people and we sure. need to, you know, we need to reflect that. But on the, on the other hand, if you have, um, uh, like, if, if you find that uh, this kind of thinking and practice is completely underrepresented in the organization, maybe it's a very, very engineering driven or very business driven organization, and you want, for example, to introduce more of the thinking in identity and experience and um, why are we doing this and for whom, then uh, having a formal team or role. Uh, either centralized or spread across the organization can really help. Um, so uh, I, I want to uh, see if, it's, if, if an organization is inter interested in this, there's, there's methodologies or guidance. Intersection can provide uh, some of those types of tools. Yes, so we are developing um, something called the Intersection Toolkit, where okay. we take the most successful practices 
maps uh, and so on. And we also work on a set of stories, uh, how to go from being, for example, a business architect to becoming an enterprise designer, how to do that if you are a product or service designer, an organization designer, uh, to ease the transition into uh, this kind of practice. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I want to state that um, the way we practice and um, describe enterprise design and the tools that we uh, publish is definitely not the only way sure. to do it, right? So it's it's a practice, and it's uh, there are many people working on this, and uh, it's an emerging community, and um, yeah. So uh, you know, we we do it as an open source. Um, project also to to have this openness and have these conversations. Any pitfalls organizations should look for? Um, don't uh, boil the ocean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like because uh, by but with with any holistic approach mm-hmm. uh, and with any kind of um, toolkit or facet model that um, gives you a lot of things to think about, you might get away and be like, oh, I need to look at all of this. I didn't. Oh my God! And this will take years instead of the weeks that I planned. Sure. And uh, it's actually designed to do the opposite. Like, very be, be very conscious about where you want to focus on, and be prepared to shift that focus. But don't look at everything at once. Okay. And uh, very quickly, do you have any quick uh, last-minute recommendation for companies, organizations? Um. Yeah. Uh, make the links. You know, make the links between. Yeah. Um, things that you might today see as separate. The customer experience depends on the operations. The operations depend on the organization. The brand depends on what the people think and feel inside and outside. Uh, The business model depends on all of that together. Um, You know, the the supply chain, you know, make the links between those things. And uh, by doing so, uh, the the chances, chances that the whole enterprise will go coherently in one direction um, rather than you know being torn apart from different silos or different forces into different directions, um, will, will be significantly bigger. Excellent. Um, which brings us to our close. My guest today has been Milan Gunter, president of Intersection Group. We've been discussing enterprise design, the missing link in strategy execution. You can contact Milan at hello at intersection.group or on LinkedIn. You can find links uh, to material we referenced today, including a link to Milan Publications and the Intersection Group on the North Star Radio Show page of my website, tacticalstrategygroup.com. Thank you, Milan, for sharing your insights today. Thank you. Uh, My guest next week will be James Creelman. Uh, We'll be discussing dynamic strategy setting in a digital world. Uh, You've been listening to the North Star. I'm your host, William Ulrich. You can contact me by email, LinkedIn, or at my website, tacticalstrategygroup.com. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to the North Star. Please join host William Ulrich for another edition of the program next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll continue our discussion on strategy execution then.